You're listening to the Tech Edition Podcast, episode number 88, Cripple Night. Hello and welcome. It is St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I hope all of you are, are not getting too drunk. Uh, my name is Sergio. I am the host. Hey, this is James. I'm a, uh, I don't know, sitting around commentator person. <laughs> Uh, hello, I'm Clarence. Top of the morning to you. Oh, uh, this is the Techpedition <laughs> podcast. Uh, we've got a lot of Techpedition stuff to talk about, but did you know this is the 88th time we've done this? 88. How how's that number significant? That that number's significant because because once we pass, you know, once we get to 88, we're we're going to travel in time, according <laughs> to Back to the Future lore. No. <laughs> Are we going to the future or are we going to the past? I, you know, I just, I'm just very curious. Uh, I want to go. I want to go backwards because if we go forwards and we go into somewhere that ha- doesn't exist yet, or we, if we go forward and the world has ended, we're kind of screwed. How about we just go forward, get all the good news scoops, and then come back and report about it? <laughs> See that that would be the that that'd be the uh, honest thing to do. <laughs> the dishonest thing to do would be to go backwards, buy a bunch of stock, and then come back forward. Oh man! Because then we'd be rich. Oh yeah. The Sony back back in '95 before the PS2 one came out. Forget Screw Sony, that. Apple, <laughs> Google, or Walmart. The day it went public, by like the two thousand shares, ten thousand shares, and then just let it accrue. Oh yeah. All right. Well. Let's get started. Uh, we have a, a nice chunk of news, and Clarence is going to start by uh, with, with a very sad, sad tale. Yeah, so apparently uh, reports have been surfacing that Zoom as a device is officially dead. Um, Paul Therott reports on his website that only the software and services will remain and the devices will die. Um, I mean, if you look at it, this is the, the natural success of this would, would be Windows Phone 7 um, with the music software on there and they have the Zoom interface. Also, the Xbox 360 has Zoom interface. Um, and then he also states that the, the Zoom branding may disappear. So, instead, oh, oh. yeah, so, I mean, really? Zoom as a brand might die off. I mean, what do you think about that one? <laughs> uh, that does not make me happy. Yeah, I kind of think it's a pretty cool brand myself. Um, yeah, and, and and also in this article, he states that the next version of, of Windows, Windows 8, whenever that comes out, it may do away with the uh, – well, he's, ho- he's hopeful that it will do away with the Windows Media Player and just uh, the Zoom software will become like the default you know, software for Windows. Well, he needs to make up his mind. <laughs> either, either, the, either the brand is getting erased, or it's being embraced. Well, the, oh, look the, at that! Look at that! Look what I did. Yeah, well, the the brand, as soon as a brand leaving, but the services, the 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 online streaming, the um, all you can eat package for fourteen, what some odd dollars a month, that's going to stick around in some shape, form, or fashion. Hmm. So. Yeah. It will. It. it, it. Oh God, I don't want it to go. I really don't. But <laughs> as long as they keep compatibility compatibility with all the old devices, I guess I can I can abandon the Zoom name. You know, it's it ever since it was launched, it has never been seen in a positive light. No, no, not at all. Which is odd because it's it's a solid device and a solid software. Well, it's like too late to the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and <laughs> like another thing I'm thinking about is are personal personal music players even valid anymore? Um, of course, Apple, Apple sells a crap ton of them, but I mean, phones are pretty much replaced these for most of uh, the people out there. Not really, because mm. people who want because a phone's battery just isn't going to keep up because you're going to use a phone as a phone. You're going to be texting, sending pictures, looking on the internet, talking. That's going to use up your battery power really quick. Whereas if you have a straight, solid up. Uh, Media player, <clears throat> like a separate media player, whether it's straight music, does music and video like most of the iPods and everything else does, the battery lives are significantly longer, and you don't have to worry about, you know, really having to keep a charger on you all day because 
Oh, hey, after 30 minutes, I got to charge my device. Hey, uh, after well, 30 minutes, well, charge my device. Well, I mean, for the iPhone anyway, it lasts all day, no problem. I mean, I like sit at my desk and listen to music all day. And I I can come home, go work out, listen to music for like another hour, and it'll still have a charge. So, yeah, yeah, playing playing music doesn't really take much battery. Now, if you have the screen on the entire time, yeah, it does. But <clears throat> um, I don't know. I I don't think portable music the music players are are dead because there's enough people who don't have phones that can do it. Come on, man! Everybody has a phone. A good smartphone these days. I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say, dude, I've had one um, like six weeks. Oh. Also, also, you gotta remember in this uh, in this economy, a lot of people are starting to do the free ninety nine upgrade when they have the time for it. Not, oh hey, you know, I'll spend seventy eighty bucks. I'll spend one hundred twenty bucks for this one. A lot of people do the free ninety nine, unless you know they're they're all about the AT and T and the iPhone. But for a lot of the other carriers, it's the free 99. I mean, but it's, it's, to that point, it's getting so cheap now. I mean, uh, you can get like the old iPhone 3GS was the one I have. You can get it for like 50 bucks in a contract. So, I mean, maybe in the past it might have been an excuse, but now it's just they're getting cheaper. And I don't know why not spend 50 extra bucks and get a really cool phone. Hmm. There, it's it. There's definitely a, a large portion of the uh, of the target audience that don't need music players anymore at all. But I, I don't see them disappearing. I see Zoom disappearing because it's never really been that big of a success. Yeah, agreed. And Rest, the, in peace, <laughs> Rest in peace. And on to more Microsoft news. Uh, I9 downloaded twenty seven times per second. Um, yeah, so um, according to the Internet IE blog, IE9 was downloaded 2.35 million, uh, million times in 24 hours after its release on the March the 14th, uh, giving us our first standards compliant or closest standards compliant version of Internet Explorer. So, so, so a, a whole like every time they release a new Internet Explorer. A bunch of people get really, really excited, and then a bunch of people get really, really pissed off. Yeah, but I... And the, one, the ones that get pissed off are the ones who are like, why do they got to change it? Why? <laughs> I mean, this this is the, ver- the best version yet. Uh, I mean, if you're used to using a, a, a Mozilla, a Firefox, or a Google Chrome, it's, it's on par. Uh Maybe not quite as good, but it, it's it's pretty much there. Uh, if you're using Windows, um, I think when it may be any version of Windows Seven, I believe that it it'll give you uh, you can use graphic acceleration for certain things, and it and it uses both of your cores uh, to accelerate some loading and stuff like that. So um, if you're running a dual core processor, so there's a lot of uh, enhancements that they built in to take advantage of it being on windows and make it fast um so i don't know it's it's it's, it's getting there uh i still prefer chrome over ie9 but i, I will give them you know hats off to them for actually getting a, a excellent product out there um yeah so i don't know mm. <laughs> yeah yeah but look, what's crazy is i I didn't know there was a nine coming. I didn't know. Oh really? And, <laughs> yeah, like, and my computer didn't let me know there was a nine coming. Ah. And you know, I, unless unless it downloaded it without me knowing it. Yeah, it might come in the next Windows update that you do on the Tuesdays, update Tuesday or whatever. Hmm. But yeah, I, I I I heard about it, so that's the only reason I really you know. Uh, reached out to get it, although I've been running the beta for a while now. So, yeah. Well, it, it's if 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 those numbers are accurate, saying it was downloaded 2.3 million times in the first 24 hours, and that is without automatic notification via Windows Update, that's pretty impressive. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, <clears throat> and the next item I have is uh, Netflix to produce original content. 
Uh, Deadline.com reports that Netflix has outbid both AMC and HBO for the rights of the drama series House of Cards, which will be produced and directed by David Fincher and will star Kevin Spacey. Now, uh, David Fincher is the guy who directed uh, The Social Network. And Fight Club. Yeah, he, he, he's got a pretty impressive... Uh, uh, a resume? Yeah. Yeah, he does. So, I mean, what do you think about Facebook having uh, their own content? I mean, doesn't it seem a little weird? Wait, you mean you mean Netflix? I, I mean Netflix, sorry. I, said Netflix. Uh, I think it's a great idea because more I, I guarantee you more people have Netflix than HBO. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, one of the things I was, I was thinking about, like, uh, lately I've been saying a lot that I don't really need cable, that I could just use Netflix and that'll be my lifeline. But one of the things, if you really think about it is, well, if everybody jumps on Netflix, we're not going to have these channels out there making this content that we consume on Netflix. So, I mean, this is kind of a necessary step. And I, I think more people are going to have to start doing this type of stuff. Because, I mean, eventually, I mean, we're going to always have television. But mm-hmm. if, but eventually those numbers are going to keep going down and down and down. So there's going to have to be some other uh, people besides just networks, uh, cable networks, or that are producing the content that we consume. So Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of different digital platforms have, have decided that they were going to make original content like, uh, let's see, Xbox made oh. some. Yeah. I know that there was some on PSN, and this is really the only one that I see floating as legitimate content. Yeah, yeah, this this the real deal right here. I mean, if AMC and HBO are bidding for this sh- the, the rights for this show, it, it's the real deal. Yeah, this is really exciting. Like, I'm, I don't have Netflix, and but it, I, I, it's it seems like this is future future happening now. Netflix is like, no, no, we'll just take it from here. Sorry, HBO. Yeah, I mean, and the success of this one is going to be important because, I mean, if this, uh, you know, gets produced and wind up being something that's great, you know, that people are watching, you know, a lot, gets high ratings, it, it eventually leads to other stuff popping up. Yeah, and in the long run, it could actually lead to more people signing up for Netflix because uh, <laughs> you, you know how many people uh, were subscribed to HBO just so they could watch the Sopranos. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it has to be a lot. It has to be a lot, man. Yeah, and that's that's dumb. I'm not going to subscribe to a, a a whole channel just so I can watch a show. But some people do, so that would really drive Netflix subscriptions. I asked like a lot of people uh, spent the 18 bucks for the three month subscription of PSN for access to the Mortal Kombat 9 demo a week early. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But it's it's but, what you're passionate but, about, you know. Yeah, it's it's fandom, but it it's still kind of sad. Dude, just just wait a week. Just don't 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 waste the money. Just wait a week. Save up and buy yourself a nice joystick or something. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, speaking of money, so Homefront was uh, just released by THQ. It came out Tuesday. And in in a, in a span of a week, that game has gone from a lot of hype to no hype to artificial hype to wait, no, we are making money on it. It's it, it's kind of back and forth. Uh, Homefront, of course, uh, is a first person shooter that is set in America, and America is be, apparently being taken over by somebody. Uh, it's supposed to be really dramatic and very um, shocking, but. And, and THQ has basically put a lot of uh, a, a lot of weight or a lot of um, backing on this game. You know, they, there's advertising advertisements apparently everywhere. I've seen them on TV, yeah, magazines. Yeah, it's it's on like buses in larger cities. It's a it's a big deal for them, and it was released to mediocre reviews. Uh, as of a few days ago, it had a 72 on Metacritic, which is not terrible, but it's not a AAA title. If it's a 72. Uh, well, because, or supposedly because of the low uh, Metacritic score, actually right now it's a 71. <laughs> their their uh, THQ's stock dropped a full 25% on the day of release. Wow. 
Yeah, that's that's a fourth of the stock price. <laughs> Which is scary to think that something that small, a Metacritic, you know, number has the power to completely shape a company because looking at THQ, that's not that big of a publisher. I mean, do you think the number was so high because um, do you think that the hype for it was so high because of the the pre-order, the amount of pre-orders that were supposedly made for it or? That's it's very possible. Of course, uh, THQ was not you know quiet about the, how much backing they had put on it. They actually came out and said that Homefront was the most pre-ordered game in the history of the publisher. Which is that saying a lot? <laughs> that, that's that's saying a lot because they, they they do have some pretty popular titles, mm. and especially this being a brand new IP. But ever since the you know the, the stock drop fiasco that happened a few days ago uh thq has has come out and said oh yeah well it may not be good but people are buying it (laughs) because they announced that within the first like three or four days they sold three hundred and seventy five thousand copies of it Mm. which isn't that's that's not that's that's a respectable number uh, considering it's a new ip and it's been you know out for three days i mean and to that point what what would stockholders really care if it's selling because isn't that the point of the game making the game to sell it and make money so i mean the fact yeah i mean think about the amount of stuff that's come out before that has sucked ass but has sold exactly Um, it used to be word of mouth of a game that may not have been like mario super mario brothers but still was fun to play would sell like mad back in the day so but we don't live in back in the day anymore it uh, uh, typically industry-wide if a if a game has high metacritic numbers it sells well because uh, unlike all other media things like music or movies gamers actually listen to reviewers they listen to them and they spend their purchasing dollars based on other people's opinions I mean, plus I think it'll still sell because there's not really anything out new right now. So, I mean, they they kind of came out at the right time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did because it's in between when Killzone, for the PS3, from when Killzone 3 came out uh, till SoCom. SoCom 4. Yeah. Now, granted, the, uh, the beta for SoCom 4, I think, kicks up next week. But from everything I've seen and I've read, it's it's a solid game. I mean, it's got solid gameplay, uh, good story. You know, it might be try to be over dramatic at times with certain things, but it was not. You know, it's not a bad game. Yeah, it, but uh, the thing is, it's a new IP. How many times does an IP get it right the first time? Not very often. You know, arguably, the second game in a series is typically better than the first. Look at Dead Space 2. Well, you got to look at new IP versus the developer and the experience the developers have. I mean, so, I mean, that could play a factor in it. Yeah, but but look at at Uncharted 2. Yeah, true. They're always going to be getting their footing with the first game. It may be great. But the second game is probably always going to be better. What you're trying to do with the first game is gain enough footing to justify a sequel. And them putting so much into and so much money into the promotion of this game may have been foolish. But hopefully it pays off in the end because I don't want THQ to suffer because of, you know bad Metacritic scores. I mean, one thing is for sure, if they wouldn't have put the promotion in it, they wouldn't have sold as many copies, you know. if it, Just think if they didn't put promotion in it, then they still get the score. I mean, at least they've sold the copies up front. Uh, so, you know. Yeah, that's 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 a silver lining way to look at it. <laughs> well, uh, to, on to more bad news. Uh, the Wolverine, the movie The Wolverine, uh, that was going to be directed by Darren Aronofsky. Aronof- I don't know, I can't pronounce that name. Aronofsky. Uh, the, yeah, Aronofsky. Uh, the dude who did Black Swan uh, has dropped out of the production of The Wolverine. And he's citing, uh, I don't want to say family issues, but uh, inability to spend time with his family during the filming schedule. 
is mm. going to keep him from actually directing the movie, which I'm, it's kind of disappointing. Mm. Is he still on board as like a producer or something? I don't think so. I think he's I think out? he's out completely. Wow. Completely. He'll leave the project. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. James, your thoughts? What 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 does he direct besides Black Swan? I've heard the name before. I just can't. Um, he directed a movie called Pie. He did Requiem for a Dream. Uh, he's done. He did a lot of stuff. Let me see. Most of it's been kind of... Yeah, I'm uh, saying, will he really be good as a Wolverine director? <laughs> well, he, he makes... His movies have a tone. And the tone is always very dark, very... almost creepy. And... I have always liked his movies. Mm. But... I, seeing him as the director of the Wolverine was very exciting because it's something different. It's not your typical Hollywood guy doing a, a you know, superhero movie. Wow. He directed The Wrestler. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's very... That was actually a really good movie. Yeah. what I thought it was going to be originally. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, so... And this movie comes out in 2012, so... Uh, wow, they better get the moving. <laughs> yeah, they, they better find somebody. Uh, I won't take them too long to find somebody. I mean, they haven't started shooting yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay. On to really, really good news. Um, so I, I don't know about you this guys, but I still news. play. This is this is great news. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I still play a lot of rock band, and there are still some people who play a lot of rock band. But uh, news leaked this week, or a video on on YouTube leaked this week of the ever popular Bed Intruder song from YouTube. Um, with you know Antoine Dodson on it being played in Rock Band Three, and of course it hasn't been released. So how the video has been created has it, it looks as if it is being it's in the middle of peer whatever it's called whenever you, peer peer review or? peer review yes yeah. in the Rock Band network. So the the, the song exists. Exists in the game, has not been released yet. It's just going through the peer review process in Rock, Rock Band Network, and I can't wait. I only have one question: When you actually sing, sing will the vo- your voice be auto tuned? Because I was disappointed with the Snoop Dogg song when I went auto tune when I was singing. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. That that would be a, a whole another licensing <sighs> nightmare. But like. This is, I think that's a really good thing because uh, even though music games are are losing their popularity from what they were, it's nice to see the fact that like Rock Band especially is still getting the support. Oh yeah, yeah. Rock Band has still had this, this steady stream of of songs being released, and uh, that there almost every day a new song hits on the Rock Band network. Yeah. Mm. So I that's two bucks I'll be spending. <laughs> uh, James, you have some Tron some Tron news. Yes, yes. It would seem that uh, we are going to be in for a third Tron movie. What? We uh, don't have to wait twenty years for it. We we knew that. Well, I didn't particularly know that. It was one of those things that uh, I was looking on Trailer Addict, and I came across. <laughs> A couple of very interesting things, uh, namely was Tron 3, and the teaser trailer is ten and a half minutes long. Wow. How, I wouldn't call that a trailer. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Usually, usually teasers don't even show anything except maybe the logo flash and then about two or three cutscenes. <laughs> or maybe just a menacing like voiceover. Like Tron, In a you're world. still alive. You know, not well. It, it's a ten and a half minute preview, and it shows no footage of the grid whatsoever. Hmm. Now the premise of this movie is that some guy has been doing some sort of movement about called Flynn lives. 
or whatnot, and you find out that it's actually being funded by Alan. If some of you will remember, he was uh, Kevin Flynn's buddy that wrote the program Tron, and the original Tron movie. He's one of the board members that Sam makes CEO that's watched out for Sam over the years. Okay, okay, yeah, I, I remember who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so I found that very interesting, but I, like I said, it's it's a ten and a half minute preview, and yeah, and you know what? If you look up on IMDb, there is nothing on it, but they use the guy that played Tron, the guy that played Sam Flynn. You see them in it. Hmm. Well, so there's no reason for for uh. For Disney to reboot the Tron franchise, unless they plan on making it, you know, a sequelized franchise, and the ending of Tron Two or Tron Legacy was really open ended. It's like, okay, we're gonna go have some more adventures, and then Tron Legacy did gangbusters at the box office. So, like, Tron Three almost writes itself. True, but it's one of the few times I've seen something about it that there's actual – you can tell that the people are in it, and there's nothing about it whatsoever on IMDb. Like I'm looking on uh, Garrett Hedlund, the guy that played Sam Flynn. Nothing. Uh, well, it hadn't been announced yet. Well, he, well, that's the thing. though. Even if it hasn't been officially announced out in the news or whatnot – when you go to IMDb and you click on an actor's resume, they will even have anything that they are that's attached to their name. Yeah. Anything that's attached, that's on there. Oh, that's kind of tacky. It's not tacky. That's just how it is. It's, it's, it's tacky. Like, I could start an internet rumor that I'm going to play no, no, Spider-Man. No no. no, no. They can't. It can't be a rumor for that to go up on IMDb. It's got to be an official thing. Like, you can't have somebody else say, oh, hey, this person. No, I mean, this is this person's actual resume. This is They use IMD as a full-on resume service as well. Right, but they're not so. going to attach them to a movie that hasn't been announced yet. Because the movie doesn't exist. Well, there's something on it that exists because they use him and the guy that played Tron and Alan. They're in this. I mean, it's... Ten and a half minutes, and it's there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 a teaser that doesn't te- that, that that doesn't announce the movie, so the movie officially doesn't exist yet. But I well, guess we're 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 just we're I guess we're arguing. Uh, <laughs> well, well, moving on to something that does exist. <laughs> In August, we will have a new Conan finally. Conan. Conan, Conan the Barbarian. And lo and behold, it's not Dwayne Johnson the Rock. Good. Uh, but it is a Hawaiian man by the name of Jason Momoa. Jason, Jason Momoa. Yeah, this this guy actually plays in uh, Star. This guy, he plays a character named Ronan in Stargate Atlantis. So uh, I've got actually got to see him a lot because I've been watching. Uh, I'm on right now on season four of Stargate Atlantis. So. Well, yeah, I, I've never watched that, but I'm looking at the pictures, and I got to tell you, he is the close of any actor that's ever played Conan in anything. He is the closest to what Conan looks like, because Conan was not a pretty man. He was a rough and tumble, rough. I mean, he just looked like he would beat your ass. Like, he was he just barbaric. Well, it wasn't the fact that he looked barbaric. He just looked brutal. And there's a difference. He just looked brutal. Uh, from how uh, John Howard... Yeah, was it John Howard? I can't remember. Uh, the guy that originally wrote Conan. That's the closest I've seen of anybody that's played the character of Conan be what was envisioned originally. Like he he doesn't have like the huge bulk size that Arnold did, but I think he'll be pretty good. Yeah, he does look the part. Uh, can he act? 
He, he's okay. He, I mean, he played you know, on Star Atlantis. He plays a tough guy, so I mean, he used to playing that role. Yeah, but you, you got to admit though, on Stargate, the, the 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 directors are not really calling for a huge amount of of act talent out of out of the actors. So you can't really. I mean, use some of well, star guys. Well, there are some good actors on this show. I won't even, I won't make that statement, but his character didn't require great acting just to begin with, as I don't think Conan will, as witnessed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. It just it just, <laughs> it just requires somebody that's tough, and you, your acting doesn't have to be great to play Conan. Let's be let's be honest here. He's got to be a pretty good actor. You don't have to be freaking uh, Emmy Award winning. <laughs> That would be really cool, though, if you got like a, a historically like great actor to play it, play a part that didn't need it. Well, uh, to tell you the truth, I'm really curious to see what take on Conan they do because if they really go on, it was Ari Howard. Ari Howard's take, he's not going to be a stupid man because uh, on the original Ari Howard take on Conan, the guy was a genius level. Type of person, he was by no means stupid. He was, he just loved to fight. Are you mono? What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't, I didn't even understand what you said. All I heard was, I was like, what? That's pretty much what he said. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I, I do want to see this film. It's like it's going to be good. Uh, so it's coming one. this August. Awesome. This yep. August, and like I said, I'd heard nothing on this yeah. since, but then again, I kind of quit looking for stuff on Conan probably about a year ago because I was just like, okay, it's just not gonna happen. Yeah, I've heard, actually heard about this for a while now. I knew I knew the guy was playing it already, but I didn't know that they had a teaser out for it. So you can tell, brother. You suck. <laughs> I don't like, know you I, like Conan. <laughs> I'm a huge Conan fan. Like, but. I, I don't have like Conan the Destroyer because that one was just kind of on the stupid side. But uh, I've read all the original works, Ari Howard uh, novels and stuff like that, and uh, like the director's cut of Conan the Barbarian shows much more of the thinking side of of, of Conan, and it's, it's actually a much better cut of the movie if you haven't seen it. Okay. Okay. As a fan, settle it. Is it Conan or is it Conan? It's or is Conan. it either? It's Conan. Conan. I, I have to agree. <laughs> that's how I've always heard it pronounced on the. Uh, that, that's how Artie Howard pronounced it when he was doing interviews. Was Conan? Hmm. Conan the Barbarian. Conan. Conan. But it's Conan O'Brien. Yeah. It's a, it's a different pronunciation, hmm. but the way, uh, well, Conan is how you say if you know you name your child like that nowadays. But when R. E. Howard wrote this in the fifties, he wanted it to sound different, so to sound a bit more. So it was Conan instead of Conan. Conan. Yeah, well, Conan just sounds more Cro-Magnon than Conan. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. All right. Well. Let's just roll right into to, to, to more movie stuff. Uh, last week we talked about the possibility of Blade Runner prequel, sequel mess. And this week, I know at least two of us watched the original Blade Runner to, 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 so we can give our opinion on whether or not that's a good idea. Clarence? Oh, man. Thoughts? Uh, first of all, I must say that I, I didn't really like Harrison Ford's uh, voiceover trying to sound like the 1950s uh, detective movie uh, mystery voiceover thingies. <laughs> that, that was kind of bad, but um, I don't know. A little background about the film. Uh, based on a 1982 science fiction uh, well, no, it was created in 1982, but it's based on a book called Do Androids Dream of Sheep, Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick. Um, I don't know. Uh, the The film is basically a detective novel wrapped up in a sci-fi world. That, that's pretty much what it is. Um, I don't know. The... Yeah. <laughs> you can go and jump I in. didn't like that movie <laughs> at all. 
Okay, okay, I take that back. I liked parts. Like, I liked the setting. I liked Harrison Ford. I I, I liked that it's extremely high sci-fi. And I, I like the I like the ideas posed by it. You know, the fact that there's replicants and you don't know if they're people or if they're the replicants and they have this team of people hunting down the replicants. Yeah, that, that you know, that that's established in the first 45 seconds of the movie is really exciting. Yeah, true. And it kind of falls off from there because then it's just like hunt, uh, the rest of the movie is just hunting down the replicants. And it's, it's just detective movie. That's basically basically what it is. And it's and it's and it's it's a poor detective movie because nothing is explained. Oh, dude, I had Wikipedia open the whole time I was watching it. <laughs> Nothing is explained at all, and it's slow. All of the scenes are lumbering, and they take forever. Well, you know what? That's the same argument that a lot of people made uh, when the film was re- originally released. It it like it, it released to a box office bu- bust, actually. It, it, it like tanked at the box office. But, I don't want to say good, but yeah, I good? mean. So it, over the years, it eventually picked up steam. You know, people started to endure it. You had that uh, that uh, cult-like following over it. And, like, as of today, many people consider it as one of the greatest films ever, ironically. <laughs> oh, no, it's, not even the, it's not even the greatest Ridley Scott film. <laughs> but, even, <sighs> even him himself, I, I read where even him himself said it's, like, one of the most complete films he ever made. I don't know what that means, but... Well, it was long <laughs> enough to complete, I guess. Mm. It's, it's just very dis- It was a very, very disappointing I mean, watch. Yeah, I mean, it's an excellent premise, like you said. The- <laughs> I have to keep hearing from what you were expecting. Yeah, it's, it's disappointing. But if you sit and watch it for really what it is, but then again, if you're not a fan of detective type of movies, you're not going to enjoy that sort of thing. And spoiler for everybody, so. If this is a spoiler cut out like the next 15 seconds, but one of the major themes of the whole movie is, is Harrison Ford's character a replicant or not? Because it's kind of hinted at, kind of not, but it's one of those things that you're watching through the whole thing waiting to see if that's actually what it is, and they leave you hanging. I mean, I, I, wasn't, whoa, 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 I wasn't watching for that at all. Yeah, where is it hinted at that he's a replicant? I never saw that or got that idea at all. Really? That's, that's like one of the... The main thing that like that's one of the main things they talk about in the Wikipedia that um, I remember when I was little and I watched it that first time. It's like, is he one of them? Like, at what point did you think he was a replicant? I mean, what made you feel that way? When he's giving the questions to the to the girl, uh huh, and the guy was talking with him, there was there was a piece of dialogue where it was talking about you know it was hard certain tells. I just think there's, I just think there's the cult people reading into it too much because, yeah, because there's nothing really like okay. First we know the replicants don't live but so long, uh, mm-hmm. except for the girl, which we find out she's a special quote unquote replicant. So I mean, there's nothing really in the film that would make you think that. I, I don't I don't get that at all. Well, uh, like I can see them retrofitting it that way. Going, oh, that's he doesn't have really any emotions the entire movie, so it's you know he he was a replicant the whole time. But <laughs> see that, that does, it, it doesn't seem like something that they would. It's it's prevalent enough to say that it was like that all along. Go ahead, James. Well, it, it wasn't that the replicants he was hunting down didn't show emotion. They did. That's the reason why they were hunting them down is because the emotions was the defectiveness. You know, because they would develop emotions and they would run and hide and, you know, run away from whatever it is they were built to do and do something else. Hmm. It's still, it's only four years. Best way to kill the replicants? Wait. <laughs> wait. For real. Yeah, but, well, I got like I said, it's been probably 15, at least 15 years since the last time I watched it. But I think there was something about the fact that uh, they'd had a problem with them going nuts and like murder spree or whatnot. But like I said, it's been a while since I'd watched it, so yeah, I could be confused on that one. And and like the worst part is when I first turned turned it on, the it looks like a movie from the '80s, and that was exciting. I was like, this this is gonna, this is gonna be like Star Wars. 
you know, all this 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 retro, you know, actual uh, special effects were with people actually in costume, and the costumes were good enough to to satisfy my need for that, but it still didn't make me want to want to watch the movie anymore. I it, it hurt to finish that movie. It, it, it's just like you said, the pacing is the main part, and that's largely due to it being basically a detective movie. So I mean. I think that's what the original intention was, I, you know, but it, it was very slow, I will admit. Uh. Uh, well, I think that's enough <laughs> Blade Runner talk. Uh, if they make sequels, they better be better. Better be better. Better be better. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so have you guys seen a super trailer? Super trailer? Super trailer? Uh a trailer for the movie Name Super. <laughs> no. No. Oh, man. Well, basically what this movie is... Oh, oh, oh yes, I have seen this. Yeah, this, this movie is another take on the uh, realistic uh, nature of uh, having a, a superhero. Um, and if what I gather from the trailer is very much like Kick-Ass... Um, in some ways, uh, except it's more of a comedy. It seems like it's going to be more of a comedy. Uh, Kevin Bacon is in it like he's the um, he's the bad guy in the movie, looks like. Um, and basically, uh, from what I saw from the, the, the trailer, is the, the guy who winds up being a superhero, Kevin Bacon, takes his wife. And for some reasons that I couldn't really gather from the trailer, he winds up being a superhero in some way to get his wife back. That's what I gathered. It might be wrong, though. <laughs> um, yeah, my main take on the trailer is it looks to be a more realistic version of uh, of, of Kick-Ass. That's basically what I got for it, with a little more comedy into it. Um yeah, and, and the only little question I have to add to that is, are we ready for another Kick-Ass this soon? Yeah, that movie was <laughs> great. I don't know. I mean, for me, the the guy, the the lead male character, I've never liked watching him in anything. <laughs> Rain Wilson? Funny. Oh, Rain Wilson? I see. I, I don't think he's he's good enough to be a movie star, but I I, I like him. Well, I mean, supporting roles, depending on what it is, it's okay. But he's really one of those guys that's like, you know, we don't need to be seeing too much of you because it's just really <laughs> freaking annoying. Uh, my super ex-girlfriend. You saw just enough of him that when you saw him, it was funny with the dry shit that he was doing. But any more than what you saw of him in that movie, you were – like I sat and tried to watch The Office one time. I was like – well, it's it's the it's because it's the office that <laughs> that movie is dry. Period. I mean, no matter who's on screen in that movie, it's just dry. <laughs> hmm. Well, it's got a good cast. Yeah, Ellen, Ellen Page. Page is cool. Uh, Liv Tyler, Kevin Bacon, Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. See, always getting wow, work. I didn't even see him in the trailer. Yeah, that that man stayed busy. He get the scene in uh, Dracula 2000. Has just stayed busy since. Uh, no, he had seen before then. He was in Two Guys and a Girl before then. You see, I didn't see that. First thing I saw him in was playing the the priest and well, playing a priest in uh, Dracula 2000. Two Guys and a Girl's hilarious. It's got him and it's got uh, Ryan Reynolds in it. It's it's a show that is not on DVD, so you can't really find it anywhere. But never mind. <laughs> I have to look that up. Yeah, it, Two Guys and a Girl or Two Guys and a Girl in a Pizza Place. Moving on, though, speaking of TV, we didn't talk about it last week because we weren't all up to speed, but Superboy debuted on Smallville a couple weeks ago. Thoughts? Don't mess with that red kryptonite, is all I gotta say. (laughs) James, what'd you think? Honestly, uh, because I read up on it after the whole Superboy... Uh, Connor Kent thing, and it's about as plausible and good enough of uh, origin story for the Superboy character as anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't have a problem with the you know the fact that he was a clone of of both 
Clark and, you know, Lex. My problem was the build-up to it. Like, the previous... The episode itself is fine, but the fact that two episodes ago, he was trying to kill people... Yeah. Can... ...as Lex's clone, and they explained it away by memory loss, <laughs> that, that that's, that's kind of crappy. Yeah, but I mean that that's been a, a plot device for switching stuff up for years. Yeah, that so. that's Smallville basically. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a soap well, I mean, opera. What that is? Anything else, even outside of Smallville, that's been used. I mean, that's that's an overused. Yeah, and and within a span of forty five minutes, Clark goes from, I thought he was Lex's clone to, you're my family now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool how they had uh, Lionel trying to bring him back to the Luther fold. You know, that, that was pretty good. Uh, I do have one complaint, which has been one of my complaints on Smallville since the beginning. Clark can be like two in, uh, a foot from Kryptonite. And he <laughs> he can move enough to be like, oh, oh, he can't move enough to knock it out of the way or, or roll backwards or something. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I mean, that's something they've had since forever. Jeez, man, I know, but dang, come on. Well, yeah, but that's the thing, though. That's one part of the canon they've definitely been sticking with is that, you know, he 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 can't really do enough coherent movement to do anything. More like Cripple Knight. <laughs> oh, yeah, Cripple. Cripple! It's Cripple Knight, bitch! Roll out the way of some dude. <laughs> <laughs> I I do like that when when they did pull out the green kryptonite, Superboy was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> I hate a whoopers, but it just hurts. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, it was that, that episode was not nearly as bad as I expected it to be. So, so good, good, good for you, Smallville. Yeah, it was pretty decent. Maybe may, maybe you know, they'll spin off a Superboy show. Might as well. Uh, we won't see it. Nah, I, I think I'd be done with this universe's uh, <laughs> Justice League after this season. They, they, they're going to spin something off. You know, it's, it's a fact. They have to. DC is not going to let that show die without something else coming out, coming out of it. Or they could, you know, finally just do the the Batman series that they've been talking about forever. Uh, I, I don't want them to soil Batman. Like it's okay for them to soil Superman. He's not really that cool anyway. But don't 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 mess with Batman. And that's the one thing I, I I've never understood is the Superman's got all this stuff going on, but he's a wuss, really. Like yeah. he's like a bipolar personality disorder. Almost, because like you have one instance, he's just all strong and sure and confident. Next instance, it's like what? what, what he's a blubbering baby. And yeah, that's Superman. Uh, oh, so speaking of trailers, since we talked about them earlier, um, there was South by Southwest. Is that what it is? That is yeah, yeah. South by Southwest. Um, that wasn't that recently, like a week ago or so. Yeah, it was this past week. I think the interactive might have went on this whole week, you know, been going on this whole yeah. So a film bumper uh, came on before one of the movies during the film festival or whatever, and it was for a Mario movie. And when I say Mario, I mean, yes, that Mario. <laughs> and it, it takes a, a much more literal translation of the Mario fiction than the actual Mario Brothers movie that came out in the 90s. <laughs> and it's hilarious. Oh gosh! Yeah, like it—it it, it has mushrooms. It has turtles. It has uh, Bowser. It has uh, Bowser's not a—you know—he's not a like a, a a dragon or a turtle or whatever he is. He's just a dude wearing a you know a, a green jacket and an orange shirt. But it's really really funny. I, I strongly suggest everyone go watch it because it's it's if anything it's just worth a good laugh. I'm pretty sure it's a fake movie; they're not actually making it. I don't have a news a news story attached to this, so I can't say that definitively. But to turn this new entire movie would be ridiculous. <laughs> it works great in a two minute chunk, so I say check it out.
I'm sorry. I'm I'm busy watching the, the trailer. Sorry, or the bumper. Yeah, yeah like it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's re- it's really really well done. Hmm. James. All right. So I you've been watching the tourist. Tourist. Yes, I watched the tourist yesterday. Finally. Uh, have you guys seen this? I don't even know if I'm aware of what that is. Is that with Julia Roberts and uh, Clive Owen? No, no, no. This is the one that was with uh, Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie. Oh, yeah. Oh. It just came out. Yeah. I'm... Didn't didn't Carl talk about it? Yeah, and I how think, much he hated it? I think Carrie talked about it. <laughs> so what, what do you think? I liked it. It was a very, very smart movie. Like, uh, Johnny Depp did not play a eccentric character like he normally does. Like, it was the most, he, he was playing a normal guy just stuck in, you know, just an oh my god type of situation. Uh, and I thought he was just kind of brilliant with what he was doing with it. Well, I mean, what, what, from what Carrie said, it seemed like he said they had no uh, on screen chemistry at all. I didn't see that. I saw a very good chemistry. It was it was a build up. It wasn't an automatic. They were just automatically hot for each other. It's it's the slow build up of what's going on. Does that make sense? Yeah. But uh, the plot and the writing for it was awesome. Hmm. It, it, hmm. It, it it's it's a good movie. It's definitely worth a watch. It was much better than what I thought it was because you know I am an Angelina Jolie fan, but all the movies put out years haven't been that good. Um, this and Salt are the two in recent memory, other than Mr. and Mrs. Smith, that have been good that I enjoyed. Uh, but the tourist is one that I actually would like to sit and watch again. Whereas uh, Salt, well, it wouldn't, for me, it, it wouldn't be as much fun to watch this again, but uh, for the twist in Salt. But even when you get to the twists in, uh, in The Tourist, it, it's one of those that it's worth watching again. Kind of like, uh, I guess this analog come up with is in Fight Club, even after you see the twist. If you enjoyed watching the movie, you'll still enjoy watching it again. But the second time you watch it, you're just like, yeah, watch yeah, a whole different stuff. perspective. Yeah, it's that type of a uh, of a film. That's the second Fight Club reference this this podcast. Just just for, just for the record. <laughs> well, all we need to do now is talk about a Chuck Palahniuk book, and we'd have three. Or we could talk about video games. That was that was my failed attempt at a segue. <laughs> Clarence, what you been playing? Well, that was a failed game anyway. Yeah, yeah. As I mentioned last week, I picked up Red Dead Redemption. Uh, I actually uh, dove into the game. Uh, I'm only about two to three hours in, so I haven't played much at all. But my initial impressions, um, okay, the game, the game's main protagonist is this guy named John Marston. Um, Early on, we found out that he's trying to hunt down a gang, which we found out his brother is a me- member of. This is like the the first five minutes of the game, so no spoiler here. Um, yeah, uh, so this is this is my first Rockstar game since Grand Theft Auto Three, and my first really open world game since Crackdown. Uh, and and the thing is, uh, I'm I'm not sure if I even like open world games anymore. <laughs> I, one thing I, I will get very different because I think it played two hours of it uh, when I was up in Canada visiting my fiance. Um, story wise, it grabbed me. You know, it was, it was you know just watching like an old western again. It was fun, but I, I never really had the the luster for the open world type of games ever. So that part of it guess kind of threw me. Oh yeah, I mean I, I have to totally agree. Like the presentation is top notch. Um, from the opening of the game, you feel like you're you're in a western movie, definitely. Um, 
you know, you do a lot of writing and the open world does seem pretty vast. Um, you know, you kind of compare that to like the cities of Grand Theft Auto to the open wide countryside. I don't know how you do a, a complete comparison, but it does seem like a pretty big world. Um, oh yeah. One of the things I have, and this is probably more uh, an issue with rockstar games in general is I, I can't even hardly remember like the, um, the, the gunplay in Grand Theft Auto three, but in in this game like the ridic- the ridicule or the targeting system for the gun is like so small and it's like white and you can barely see it on the screen so i mean i had a problem with that um what else uh i haven't played many rockstar games but both of them that i played i was not happy with the the gunplay yeah yeah and that's what uh, that's one of the things you expect to be great because it is a western <laughs> <laughs> but, but go ahead james i'm sorry I'll be perfectly honest. When I played, I put in the cheats because I didn't care about trying to get any pro, uh, any achievements on the guy's Xbox. It was like I don't, I don't care about that shit. I just want to play. And so I turned on, you know, infinite ammo, infinite uh, dead eye, and that's just what I did. Just kind of run through the story for as much as I could before, you know, while I had a little time to to spare while uh, my fiance was at work. So, uh, but trying to do the gunplay outside of that, ugh, it was horrendous. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I've recently played, been playing uh, Grand Theft Auto Four, and I'm like, I, I don't see how that game is a ten. Yeah, it is. It's funny you mentioned it. Like, Carrie actually bought. I think he bought a PS3 just to play that game, and he wound up taking it back because <laughs> he hated the game. <laughs> You know, like you said, the game got great reviews. You, I guess you just have to be used to that type of game. Well, it's just the targeting reticule is just so, like you said, it's so small, it's fucking annoying. Yeah, oh, see, that doesn't bother me. It, like, I've played other games where the reticle's just a, you know, a dot. And that's been fine. It, it's just everything else is so clunky and broken. Well, the thing is, though, that reticule, it, it blends in. Yeah, it does. It does. I I had a real problem with that. I mean, I I play games where it's just a dot, but the dot was set to where it was such a contrast, it didn't blend in anything. So you always knew right where it was. It's like, okay, this is exactly where I'm aiming. Whereas with Red Dead Redemption, it's just like, yeah, I mean, come on. If you're playing a mini mini game where the object is to shoot birds out the air against some random guy you met in the, in the old in the old west, uh, that's kind of important that you can aim correctly. <laughs> Yeah, without having to resort to the, you know, the enhanced senses, yeah. every sl- quick, slow aim, here's the spots, ta-ta-ta-ta, you know, because that's just going to get annoying after a while. Yeah, and like I said with the presentation, like, the voice acting is also great. It's, it's freaking beautiful on Xbox 360. Um yeah, another another good thing about Rockstar games, after the initial the initial load of the game, the game doesn't load anymore. You can just like ride forever and it's not going to load. Uh at least from what I've experienced so far. Yeah. Well, I know you don't play very many open world games, but that's that's pretty the, pretty much the standard now. So that's that's good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, you know, like I said, it's the first one I've really played since Crackdown, which I I I love Crackdown. I played that game religiously. Tried to get every achievement, went back to get all the orbs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very different game from this. That being said, so you know, I'm gonna try to get into it, but it's still kind of on the fence right now. Of course, I'm gonna play through what I paid for it, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh oh, what else are you playing? Oh yeah, me again. Uh yeah, I also, I also picked up Street Fighter Four for the iPhone. Uh. Actually, Capcom was running a sale for 99 cents due to the uh, Japan, the uh, disaster in Japan. They were running a, 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 a special where the proceeds all go to the relief there. So, you know, I copped it. 99 cents. Oh, what can I say? And it'll be like that to March 22nd. Uh, about the game, the main characters still appear in 3D. Uh, you have all... You have the particle effects you think would be there. Uh, the backgrounds are basically static. You know, it is running on an iPhone. Uh, and, and, yeah, and it runs, like, surprisingly well. Um, 
But how does it control? Yeah, that. Yeah, it's basically uh, on-screen joystick, and I hate that in any game, period. Um, One of the reasons I haven't beaten Sonic on my phone, which the game plays good, but the controls are so messed up, it's just like, why? Um, it's a dumbed down control system. You only have one punch and one kick, and a special move button, and a fierce button. Uh, and and those buttons all work well, but it's the fact that you're trying to do something that's very tactile and intensive on a screen with no tactile feedback. So as you would guess, that that gets very irritating. But that being said, it's still very playable. It's still very playable. I guess one of the good things is anybody you play on the iPhone is going to have the same handicap you have. So you can't really, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know how much you can play with that. You know, in the, in, I'm playing on the iPhone 3DS, uh, 3GS. It looks great. You know, I'm kind of anxious to see how this game actually looks on an iPad 2 or a, uh, an iPhone 4. Uh, you have 14 playable characters. I've only played Gal. Well, I played Gal and Ryu. I beat the game. Beat, ran through it one time with Gal, tried to play again with Ryu. But I was tr- kind of getting frustrated with the controls. Um, what else can I... Six... Six attack buttons, or is it dumbed down to two or four? It's it's only four. It's only four. Yeah. Um, you can only do multiplayer over Bluetooth, which is kind of lame. I thought they would have some type of online component. Let's see here. Yeah, one more thing I wanted to mention was it really isn't specific to this game. Is you know with the release of the iPad two, they re- they have a dongle where you can hook your iPad two up to a a HDTV for a 1080p display mirror mode. <laughs> like a lot of people are showing videos of them playing uh, Infinity Blade, which is the um, uh, who did the game. I had it in my head. Well, it's a game on iOS. I forgot who did it, but yeah, people have been playing it on their big screen TVs, and it it looks freaking great. So it, it'll be kind of interesting, interesting to see, uh, especially on the iPad too, what kind of games they make that are going to take advantage of that. Even though that's unrelated to the 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 game I played, but you know, if if they uh, re-release these games with higher textures, they'll look really good on a big screen. So, yeah, Infinity Blade, Epic Games. Yeah, Epic. But I'm I'm trying it's, to think of the studio built on the Unreal Engine. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the studio who actually made it though. Oh, um, Chair. And what else did they do? They did some other. Uh, they did Shadow Complex. Oh yes, and I freaking love Shadow Complex with a mm-hmm. passion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I was very surprised to hear that, but but yeah, I mean it's if you have an iOS device, uh, you have until March twenty second pick it up. It's you know a nine nine cents is must buy impulse buy. And also, it, the proceeds are going to Japan, and Lord knows they need it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So that does it for what we're playing or what Clarence is playing. Uh, Clarence also has some deals of the week. Yeah, my first deal of the week will be the game I just talked about. Uh, Street Fighter 4 iPhone, 99 cents until March 22nd. Proceeds go to Japan. Good call. Oh, I guess I'm next, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Serge recently talked about his uh, switch to sell south, and I- I've been kind of pondering it, but, you know, I'm still kind of love my iPhone. But sell south is running a switch deal where they'll pay your early term termination fees for a limited time only. They don't really specify an end date for this. Um, yeah. So just in comparison, I pay around $87 a month for my plan. And all I have is 450 anytime minutes, nights and weekends. And I have unlimited, unlimited data, but that costs like $87 a month. Like it sells out for $79.99. You can get all everything planned. So, you know, that that's pretty good right there for a smartphone for starters. Um, what else? Yeah, so, I mean, if, if you're trying to get out of your contract and move on to something different and you're in the deep south, Sail South, south is pretty much a safe bet. Uh, they have the Samsung Galaxy S, S which is an excellent phone. Yes, uh, it is Sergio approved. Yeah, yeah, that's their flagship, 
flag, flagship smartphone right now. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's that, that that's an awesome device. If if they ever get iOS device or Windows Phone Seven device, I'm completely on board. But I don't think we're we'll gonna be seeing that anytime soon. So if if you're in a uh, market for a new phone and and want to get away from AT and T or Verizon, this is a good choice. Cool. I agree. I I, I love Cell Cell. And finally, our last deal of the week uh, comes from us from Kerry, but he uh, he's not here to, to pitch it. Somebody. Right, so I'll, I'll talk about it. Uh, apparently, if you uh, go to Best Buy, you can pick up a Wii, a black Wii, for uh, $179.99. That's $180. That's, uh, that's $20 off uh, retail price. And of course, that comes with everything that it typically comes with, you know, the, the the Wii Motion Plus controller, uh, the Wii Sports Resort, and the Wii Sports game. So you're not missing anything out of it. Uh, it's just twenty dollars cheaper. Hey, twenty bucks is twenty bucks. That's right. That'll buy you a copy of Just Dance. <laughs> Do you think the Wii's are still flying off the shelves? This is proof that they're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, like I said. It, like we talked about before, I think it's at the point now that anybody that wants one really has one now. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's reached market saturation, and it's old enough that the tech is so outdated that it's time for something new. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if Nintendo dropped big future console news at E3. Week. But that's a completely different conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go go buy a Wii. It, it's still a good console. It's old, but it, it's it's still good. Yeah, there's so many games I wish I could play right now that are on Nintendo's platform. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So go buy one. Best Buy. Tell them Tech Edition sent you. They'll they, they won't do anything. But <laughs> tell them tell them we sent you. Yeah, they're like who? And and then and then like write down the website and tell them to to visit and then they can send us fan mail. You know, at, our, at a little website, and then you can follow us on Twitter, and you can like us on Facebook. You know, you know the whole rigmarole, and and listen to the podcast and whatnot, and give us questions. Yes, give us questions. All that fun stuff. Or just do like me and go to Best Buy and pull up Tech Edition on every screen possible. <laughs> you do that? <laughs> Not on every screen. You know, I just browse my site to see how it look on, on the big TV. You know, they have, they have the Google TV hooked up, but I just, you know, went in and typed in a little techedition.com and you know. Re- reset all the home pages. Oh, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, yes. <laughs> I work right next to a Best Buy. That, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that'll do it for this week. Tune in next week for, for, for more tech, tech newsiness. Newsiness. The tech has been tested. Have a great week. Go south. Very, very quick. 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 Go south. I can't. I can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. <laughs>